Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEM to save $5 off your first purchase. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe, the show where we discuss every problem in the universe from Omar Gaddafi to spilled coffee. <laughs> with over six million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on The Big List of Problems. I'm Maddox with me is Dick. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer. Hello. Welcome Sean, back. deleting with abandon uh-huh. today. <laughs> you guys are starting this right is, in this on this is Deleting shit, huh? security deposits, deleting Maddox's mm-hmm. coffee mm-hmm. all over his carpet. Yep, yeah. yep. Yep. I mean, the coffee's still there if I get a sponge. Two deletions, one stone. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Sorry about the coffee, but it is funny. Uh, don't, yeah, apo- Sean, don't apologize. Makes you look weak. <laughs> fuck, fuck his coffee. Sean and, goes, and fuck his carpet. Sean goes to get water and he goes, you want anything? I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I, I would like a large iced Americano. That'd be really nice. That'd be really good. Yeah. But guys, moving on. The biggest problem in the universe from last week was the war on drugs. Oh, that's good. Hey. There you go. You get a ding and a and a clap for that, Dick. And then, did, the audience should get that. Please give us a thousand dings and claps. No, it's a good problem. And then ducking autocorrect, and then the Gollum effect. Hmm. Um, all came in. I, I would say the Gollum effect should come above ducking autocorrect. I think it was a little bit too high concept for people. They didn't quite understand it. I mean, the Lord of the Rings was too high concept for people too. That's true. So, that That's you true. fucked up. Yeah. You should have dumbed it down. Yeah. I should have just made it about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you should have. I, our dipshit idiot, slow breathing, dullard fans would have eaten that up, just like Guardians of the Galaxy, that garbage movie. Oh. People still talk to me about that. They think that I'm a huge fan of the movie. People of Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, people who've You're not, not listened. <laughs> Get out of here. I thought you brought that in satirically. No. I the got a comment. Folks think it was satire. Do they? Yeah, that's why I went down so hard. What oh, was your comment? We need a satire tag. I got a comment from Marco Merdija. Yeah, it's yeah. It, there's no there's not enough vowels in this name. There's way too many consonants. But he says, I've dropped acid in college at least twice a week. <laughs> I'm fine. It was a shit ton of fun. Oh, uh, I guess there you go, Marco. I guess Marco's fine, everyone. I guess there's no problem. And then someone uh, commented, Edward says, but you're going to have flashbacks for the rest of your life and holes in your brain. Just ask Maddox, <laughs> the man who has never done a drug in his life, but he read an article, so he knows what's up. I don't even think you've read an article about drugs, though. I've, I think all your drug knowledge comes from like Dare in the eight, from like the five, from like the thirty second bumper at the end of a GI Joe cartoon yeah. where Sergeant Slaughter comes out and goes, "Acid will put holes in your brain, kids. The more you know." That's what it sounded like to me. I mean, that's because that's exactly what it is. I got all my knowledge about drugs from cartoons from the eighties, dickheads. And I got know a, one thing for sure: drugs are for turkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We got a lot of, there was a lot of voicemail. Oh, about I'm LSD. sure. Uh, let's hear these rambling dullards well, prattle on. I, I mean, yeah, okay, I'll just Look, start into I, b- it. Before you get into it, well, before let these guys talk. Come on, no, you can have an I know hour what to defend. Say. Well, then let them say it. Great. Don't, 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 don't kill the punchline. Maddox, you fucking idiot. Okay. Where do you get your information on drugs? That's I told you, cartoons. Dragnet from the 70s. <laughs> LSD, particularly one hit of LSD, yeah. will never, ever, fucking cause flashbacks. Maybe if you're fucking Never. eating, I don't That's know, fucking sheets of it at a time, but no, one-time use of LSD will not cause fucking flashbacks. Oh, okay. Jesus Thanks. fucking Christ. Thanks, and Devin. I love how you're saying all this misinformation. On Bicycle Day, 419, 
the day that LSD was first synthesized by Dr. Albert Hoffman. Oh. In- Fucking incredible! I Dude, knew a, it. A second of research. Pissed right on his grave. Yeah. I don't think that's the only no, grave he'll be pissing advocate. on. Fucking yeah. simpleton. Okay. Yeah. You want to hear another one? Like, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to believe up. that guy any more than I believe you or less. Yeah, exactly. Like, look, why? Unless he comes with some published, peer-reviewed studies, yeah. then like he could be going to you know lsdtruth.org. Uh, or, uh, okay, okay, okay. Well, maybe this guy will convince you then, Sean. Great, man. Maddox, when you talk about drugs, it's like listening to a creationist talk about evolution. It's it's just what do you think of that? Painful. I like that analogy. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, actually, ayahuasca is not an opiate. Oh, acid that's what he's got you on. Well, actually, put holes in your brain and like having an acid flashback. It sounds like yeah. you think having an acid flashback yeah. is just like you you instantly think you're on fire. <laughs> you hop out a window. Out of a thirty-story building, splatter all over the fucking ground. That's no, not the case, that. man. I know. Or do you? <laughs> if you tried acid and weren't <laughs> we a gigantic know, apparently, vagina, maybe I could be thinking any crazy like thing about drugs. Just like one little <laughs> yeah. tap acid, you would you would know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, actually, but, uh, it, it, Maddox, it's. All right, you paused for too long. <laughs> yeah, you I was expecting. I mean, it's it's full of. Them. I know. You want to hear I the know. first five seconds of a couple in a row? I don't oh, want to okay. listen to the Let's whole thing. It. Yeah, to fuck you, oh. Maddox. Holy fuck, Maddox! <laughs> if you don't know anything about a subject, I know. Just abstain. Like, if you're gonna try to argue about the, how drugs hurt you, LSD is that what you're gonna go with? LSD. You got, got heroin. You got cocaine. You got know. meth. He's got a point there, don't you think? Possibly the most harmless no. drug. Okay, okay. I market. got it. This all is right, more than right, five all seconds. Right, all right, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you did you did pick LSD over cocaine, You did pick the weakest one. Meth, heroin. Uh, look, man, the point that I was trying to make, and you could replace whatever drug that you want to make this point true, because it's, it's still true, regardless if I misspoke about the drug. Uh-huh. The point is that some drugs are very dangerous and bad for you. Like is that alcohol. disputed? Like meth. Well, yeah, I'm, talking about illegal, alcohol, I'm talking about illegal drugs. Like and like the uh, like meth, Paxil. like heroin. Okay, right. Like heavy, hard drugs. They're yeah. bad for you. They're not good for you. They're not good for you. Like very few old right. addicts. They're right. Harmful. That's the point. Now, uh, to the point about LSD chewing holes in your brain or whatever. I looked into it, and it it sounds like it may be an urban legend. Definitely. There are there are pictures on the internet of brains with holes chewed in them, but they may be due to other complications of things. The people have, who are doing wait, drugs. Wait, can I ask? By hole, do you mean a physical hole? Yes, like a a, a brain that has a, a, like a Swiss cheese, like yeah. quantum leap. There's a f- there's a physical void in the brain. They are missing the, a certain type of uh, of matter in that brain. You can see it on a CAT scan. Oh, uh, CAT MRI's. scan. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Because those CAT scan tests are to show you the sections of the brain that don't have blood in them when you're high. Right. Like if you're thinking logically, you're different parts of your like if you're responding to religious iconography different parts of your brain light up if you're responding to like logical arguments different parts of your brain light up yeah it wasn't that like a baby i I believe then maybe it was an mri because it was an old black and white photo you could see clear dark areas where there was no matter in the brain uh but 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 i looked into it and it turns out i think that the people who had that that affliction or whatever may have been combining lots of different drugs uh may have been uh, an anomaly may have been a lot of different things. As for the point about the LSD. They were playing a lot of laser tag. Uh, laser beam <laughs> yeah, shot well. holes in their brain. That's what I heard. <sighs> that does complicate it because a lot of people yeah. use, uh, you know, multiple drugs recreationally. So right. it's, they also, you know, for a long time, they were trying to study the uh, cancer effects of, of smoking pot. Yeah. You know, the carcinogens. Yeah. Right. But a, a lot of them smoke cigarettes too. So it skews the, uh, 
So, but your point so is, the drugs are bad. Yeah, well, yeah. So, some drugs are definitely sure. definitely bad, and they we they're not. Uh, we don't know the full impacts of them. We don't know how to test for them. That sort of thing. If people, if it's in their systems, um, but uh, uh, to the point of LSD. You can have flashbacks even by using it once, but it is, oh, it is. I think you're really, I think you're repeating is, a myth. I linked to the source on the website, so yeah. check the source. It is ex- exceedingly rare that that can happen, uh, but there are people who've died from LSD. There have been complications due to synthetic LSD. Uh, there are people who've gone into comas because of LSD. Uh, these aren't, and, and again, these aren't common, but it has happened. It's documented. I linked to it. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to um, disagree with any of that for the sake of time. Because I, I brought in this interesting graph that I want you to look at. Um, okay. Someone, I, I forget where it was. I think someone in the comments said, because I said, nothing's more dangerous than alcohol. Like, that was my my overall point, was there's a big war on drugs, but alcohol's legal, and it's the worst one. Alcohol and cigarettes are terrible. It's absolutely they're, terrible. Yeah, they're the Both worst. legal, because everyone loves them, and everyone understands them. Like, well, you they- understand what alcohol and cigarettes do to you, but- People don't understand what the other drugs do because they don't do them, right? Because they don't want to do that. No, but alcohol That's- also has a use outside of just recreationally getting fucked up. Getting chicks fucked up. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> That's what I was talking cleaning about. Cleaning shit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. No, cooking, cleaning, antibacterial properties of, yeah. of alcohol. Lots of lots of reasons, lots of legitimate uses for, for alcohol. What about tobacco? I don't know of any. Probably not. No. And like, can you sterilize shit by blowing a, a, a menthol on it? I don't think you I can don't do think that, so, right? No. Okay, okay. Anyway, someone has done a study yeah. about their harmful. Because everyone flipped out there. It's like, well, crack's way worse than alcohol. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Here is a graph. I'm going to post it. I don't, I don't know the background of this study. You just, you know, you take a study, look at it. You don't agree with it, whatever. Get rid of it. These are all <laughs> the drugs linked by their harmfulness with the user and the people around them. Alcohol towers over the other ones. I yeah. believe that. I mean, I, I this doesn't... Because they tend to use it over a longer period of time. Like, crack can take you down quick. Quick. Meth can take you down really quick. Yep. Yeah. I thought, I thought the graph was interesting and statistical. In my argument about rights and whatever, I probably overlooked this very interesting graph that shows alcohol is way more harmful than the other drugs. It, yeah, makes, it, it doesn't makes, have a source here, though. What's the source Oh, I, I chopped that out of the report. It's a big report. Okay. I don't want to bring in the PDF well, and scroll so, through it. It's very interesting, though. So number one, uh, according to harm to harm it causes to users and harm it causes to others, right. alcohol it causes the most harm to others, believe it or not. About two-thirds of the harm it causes is to others as opposed to the user. Um, and I think it is the only drug on this list like that. The next closest is heroin, but uh, heroin causes about almost 50-50 harm to users and harm to others. And way off the charts is methamphetamine, which causes the most harm to users and hardly Nothing any harm to others. Else. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then mushrooms. Mushrooms causes all harm to users, but it's really low on the scale. Very it's like low. It's, yeah. not, it's with LSD at the very end. Yeah, I mean, they I don't tried, kill I tried people. mushrooms. But, you know, to the point of, like, people saying, hey, Maddox, you've never done drugs, so uh, you can't comment. It's like... Guys, I've never had I've I've never had a broken arm, but I can comment on broken arms. I've never well, had. I've never way, had. What do you look, mean? There's certain things you have to experience. I think to talk about them. No, uh, you know. It, it, <laughs> no, no, there are no certain things, no. but not that's that's probably not one of them. If there's enough studies 
peer-reviewed, repeatable, all that kind of stuff. Sure. You what can, about you can spilling coffees? Do you think you have to do that in order to comment on it? Because um, I haven't it, done that. I have no idea what it's like it to helps. spill someone's coffee. It helps because you don't understand the inner turmoil that causes unless you've actually done oh, it. Oh, man. Now, that would cause inner turmoil, except it was to Maddox, so I really feel good about myself. No, you don't. You Fuck feel you, like Sean. a dick. Mm-hmm. You're a dick. Yeah, what a big old dickhead. Anyway, um, I got a comment here from uh, Leo... Lombardozzi. Now, I want to say two two things here. Um, I want to comment. I'll mention his comment. He gets here. interrupted before his comment. Let's yeah. let's hear it. I want to comment about what he said here, and I also want to comment on the whole drug war problem because I, I thought it was uh, fascinating. I, I did more research after the episode, oh. but Leo says black people are statistically less likely to do drugs and are more likely to be arrested for doing drugs. And then he says arrested for doing drugs or arrested for dealing drugs. Now that's a point. I feel Probably like both. Uh, yeah, both, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course, both. But uh, turns out, turns out that white people are still uh, arrested more. They're they're more. They make up more a higher percentage of dealers than black people. White oh, people, sh- sure, by straight numbers, but by straight course. numbers. But yeah. here's here's the percentages, percentages maybe. Or, yeah. I mean, or percentages. Well, here's the percentages. White is forty eight percent. Blacks forty five percent. So That's still by, by, by percentage. But blacks for representing only fifteen percent of the population. That is overrepresented in the percentage of dr- drug dealers. And again, the reason there could be that uh, they are arrested, uh, they're incarcerated 10 times higher rate than whites. Uh, but then on to the point about the war on drugs, Dick. Uh, I, I think that we kind of glossed over this, but uh, without doing real real justice to this. But the drug epidemic, the, the war on drugs, really, it, it was kicked off with Nixon and uh, went into high gear with Reagan. Reagan yeah. passed the... Drug Abuse Act, right? And and this Drug Abuse Act, I had no idea was so uh, nefarious because what it did is it created a penalty for having crack cocaine as opposed to what's the other, the more pure form? Cocaine. Cocaine. No, it's not more pure. It's just in a different form. It's a powder. Powder, okay. Crack is solid. Uh, cocaine is powder. Right, and who's more yeah. likely to do crack? Well, I mean, I know you can make this a race thing. Like, obviously, black people it's have not just crack race. more. Yeah, it's true, yeah. but it's it's also crack is more affordable. Oh, that sounds racist. <laughs> Yeah, it could it could be. I mean, go go ahead. Go I mean, ahead. that's that's Keep what going. the Nixon that's what the Nixon aide essentially said. The war on drugs was uh, was racially an impetus, motivated. For. Absolutely, sure. yeah. And that that could be an addition to that because crack is a lower income drug, and then cocaine is the higher income version of that. And the penalty for cocaine is much smaller. For five hundred grams of cocaine, uh, is the penalty is the same for even having I think five grams of crack. Look, I. Get rid of all the penalties is my motto. You know this. Yeah. Um, I agree with what you're saying might be true, but it's also a hell of a lot easier to sell crack than it is cocaine. Like, it, you know, I don't, I don't want to make it a whole that a racist thing because I don't know if that's true. Wait, why is that? Because it's solid. Oh. Like, you, you want to rock? Here you go. Here you go. What am, what am I going to carry a bag of flour yeah, home people buying can't. enough cocaine? <laughs> what are you kidding It's not as easy. I saw, I found, it's very easy to I, separate <laughs> crack. I found a dime bag of cocaine in my neighborhood. No joke. How do you know? Uh, I didn't know. I was with a friend who pointed it out. Because I carry my flour around in dime bags all the time. Oh, just, do to, you? just to trick cops. Yeah. So they'll look stupid when they uh. when I get arrested and they'll <laughs> they'll test it. I know this is, motherfucker, it's flour. All right, let's go, Masterson. Say? Out of that slammer. Put your pants right. back on. Can we move on right, to something let's else, move on. please? Uh, a lot of people took offense to some inaccuracies you had last week regarding Pokemon. Uh, what here, did here, 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 <laughs> These here. fucking nerds. Hey, Maddox, we're just going to let you know that Geodude evolves into Graveler. I know, and idiot. Graveler evolves into Golem. No shit, you fucking moron. It's the final form, shithead. Somebody else. Uh, really? Maddox. Or, you know, like the internet. If you have, like, you know, one of the DS versions. Yeah. The 
point is, is that you're a tremendous fucking pokey casual. A pokey casual. He's mad because yeah. you missed the intermediary. Yeah, I skipped yeah. I skipped a step because it's a fucking podcast, shithead. It's a radio program where not everyone knows what the fuck Pokemon is. It's a throwaway joke that was a sentence, you fucking nerds. You ruin everything. You got to show your work, man. It's common core jokes on this show. You got to show how you got there. All right, Dick. Anything Graveler, else? Graveler, leaving Graveler at now. No, yeah. no, no, no. Go ahead. All right, let's move on, guys. I this is the problem. I did brought I mention in. that my man took offense to your LSD thing too? Oh, I'm that, sure. Like, the, the ten minutes after the episode launched, I get a text from my man saying, "What the fuck?" He's sending me all this info on LSD. I haven't yeah. heard from this guy for you know. You know. I know you haven't mentioned your man in like forty episodes. No, no, I don't. I don't want to say it. I'm just saying that he boom. That's what he cares about. Look, like, but the but the argument that it hasn't happened to me is idiotic. What do like, you mean? Like, hey, like I've taken yeah. acid and like nothing's ever happened to me. That's of a stupid argument. Yeah, it's a, it's a gambler's fallacy. Hey, I I drove down the street without a seatbelt. I didn't get in a wreck. Okay. <laughs> Good job, shithead. You got you uh you lucked out, I guess. Um, but uh, fuck, I had a neurotic story, but we spent so much time talking about LSD. I'll play it next week. We're still pretty early. You want to nah, do it? No, no, no. Go ahead. Look, guys. Um. You know those obnoxious dudes who, all throughout high school, I had these these friends who were huge stoners, and they'd always pull you aside, like you know, tell you the real the real talk about about uh, you know they're 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 stoner proselytizers, they're stoner preachers, uh-huh. they're marijuana preachers, and they're always telling you, hey man, actually it's not true. Uh, you know the uh, uh, reefer madness documentary is a big propaganda piece, and blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Shit. And here's the thing, I I get it. I believe you, just I don't just go away. I don't care. Okay. I just don't care. And and because I shit on so many drugs and so many different groups, now I'm hearing from all of them. Yeah, that's what you deserve. Yeah. That's right. what you get, man. This is the hell I've created. <laughs> I mean, they, what else do they have to do all day? <laughs> nothing, apparently, no, except nothing. call on his fucking podcast and leave comments. Shady comments. Guys, this was the problem I brought in last week. We didn't have time for it, but my problem, my biggest problem in the universe this week is helicopter parents. Mm. Yeah, helicopter parents. I wish you had that coffee back so I could spit all of it out of my <laughs> mouth right now. You're bringing in, you're criticizing parents? Yeah, why not? Because one of your problems was people with no kids criticizing parents. No, no time, no child parent advice. That yeah. was that was the problem. Let's hear it. I'm not giving parenting <laughs> advice. Okay. These are other parents who've given parenting advice. Look, let's define the terms here. First, first of all, helicopter parent was first used in Dr. Haim Ginot's 1969 book, Parents and Teen- Teenagers by Teens Who Said Their Parents. Man, the, the sentence is written so... I know, it's... <laughs> wow! Anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's basically parents who hover around them like helicopters. The term became popular enough to become a dictionary entry in 2011. Yeah. They're basically parents who hover around you all the time. Now, what could possibly be the harm in that? Well, the kid never experiences anything for themselves. They're, like, kept yeah, safe, everything. right? Sean, fucking right on the nose. That's exactly what it is. Uh, reason parents become helicopter parents is because a lot of times they're just afraid. Uh, they have fear of dire consequences. These are the reasons, according to parents.com. Yeah. Uh, they have fear of dire consequences, low grades, not making the team, not getting a job their parents want their child, their children to get. I mean, think about that. Your parents are basically projecting their fears onto you. They want you to be exactly what they expect you to be, and that's why they hover around you and micromanage everything in your life. Okay, so let me just let me just drop this in on here. I don't want to hijack your problem, but I feel like you need some uh, you need some kind of emotional connection here. Like that's not that's not the whole story. Projecting your fears onto the kids. Yeah, it's 
you got you got these little. Ba- I have two nephews now. The one, the little one, just started walking around. So now he's a terrorist. Wait, you got just a like, new one? Yes. Oh, now hey. he's a year old. Oh, I'm a year ago. Yeah, don't, <laughs> well, don't, hey. don't, don't worry about it. This, uh, this, I don't expect those kinds of things. I didn't things get a here. fucking card. No. So uh, now that he's walking around, he's joining his older brother and being a little terrorist. It's I, I, there's a lot more to it than projecting fears onto them. I think. Is why, what I'm trying why, to well, they're not well, doing yeah. it. They're not doing it intentionally. I'm not done with this list. Go there ahead, are yeah, other go, reasons go people go become helicopter parents. Feelings of anxiety, worries about the economy, job market, relationship prospects. These are projected onto the child. And these aren't my words. This is from parents.com. Overcompensation. Adults who felt unloved or neglected as a child start to overcompensate with their own children. And it sometimes creeps into adulthood. Helicopter parents think that because they pay the bills, they're entitled to know what's going on at all times with their adult children as well. And, uh, you know, it goes on. There's an example uh-huh. from Psychology Today. But what do you say What do you say about that, Dick? Those are the three main reasons that Parents.com lists that uh, parents become helicopter parents. I think that's a weird way of looking at it. Like, I guess it, it makes me wonder what is a helicopter parent? Like, it, it, that's, those are all bad things. You could say, well, there are people and, who are way too overinvolved, overprotective, uh, oh, you know, over nosy in their in their children's lives. Yeah, and they also make the child. To, it's hard to say where to stop, though. Like, do you have any experience with kids? Do I to that degree? Like at any age? What do you mean? Have I? Had, I've never had a kid, so no. Do you? But are you around them at all? I've been ever? around kids. Yeah, like not you know kids that you kids that are, you care about. Yeah, kids that are that are important. To yeah, you. there there's been there have been kids that I've that I've cared about. Okay, I, I, think, w- there, I think there's been kids that you've tolerated. Yeah, yeah, I That's think it. so That's too. I, I don't say that this isn't a problem. Uh oh. What do you mean? Uh oh. I feel. I feel like you're about to tell me something that's going to make me think you're a helicopter parent. Oh, no, I can just easily understand how, like, um, the frog boils slowly, right? Like, you you have to watch over them so carefully that, like, letting them go in stages, like, you know, like imagine like a, like a target, like you're shooting an arrow at a target or a, or a taser, in your case, you're at a target. The bullseye is, like, is um, that's where you start with them. You're hovering over them all the time, but as they grow up, like, get, making the target bigger, giving them more room, to go fuck up on their own. Hmm. I imagine it's very difficult. Like, it's very difficult for me as an uncle to do that. Like, when I see when I see the kids fucking around and doing something maybe a little dangerous or kind of being assholes, I'm like, man, every instinct in me is wanting to get up to correct this behavior, but you got to just let them... First of all, I'm not their parents, so it's none of my business, but it's that's not true all the time. Uh, but you also, it's very difficult to let them go out and fuck up on their own. Now I'm sure you're talking about extreme cases uh, on this article, but but I don't know. That's that's just my opinion on it. Having well, been around kids, I've been around kids, but uh, I think that it, fundamentally, I believe in the philosophy that I was raised with, which is let them fuck up and hurt themselves sometimes. Look how well he turned out. Yeah, yeah. that's very simplistic to say let them fuck up and hurt. so like let me give you an example. Uh, you've got, let's say, let's say a small child and they're playing with their, their cousins or their friends. And you notice that your kid's being a little too aggressive and not sharing. Right. Right. Like deciding when you intervene on that is not 
answered by your let them hurt themselves principle. No, but that's not an example of where helicopter parenting would even come into play. Oh, but it is because you could get in there every time you perceive them being selfish or maybe shoving too much. with You could swoop in there and grab them and reprimand them like you can control everything that they do. But is... I'm, I don't think that's good. I think that's what you're bringing in. That's not good. But there's there's definitely, you know, it's a gray area. Well, like so here's, here's what it says. According to Psychology Today, uh, it said that, that uh, costs are so great because this is, again, talking about parents who feel like they own their children because they pay the bills. Costs are so great that schooling is an investment. They're adult children, rather. Mm-hmm. Schooling is an investment. And as if some magical amount of money trips a switch in their brain that says it's okay for them to rob their kids of any degree of self-sufficiency, the researchers find the inappropriate anxiety-driven parenting tactics not only compromise the child's autonomy, mastery, and personal growth, they often reflect a critical attitude by parents who praise their children when they do well but withdraw affection subtly or overtly when they don't bring home that A. It's known in the psych biz as parental conditional regard. So if you don't fulfill their expectations they have for you, they will withdraw their affection from you. Yeah. That's incredibly psychologically damaging. And there's an article on uh, KSL.com. It talks about how bad uh, helicopter parenting can be. Um, It says here that uh, award-winning journalist and author David Kushner wrote a book about it. He says Kushner's own theory is that things start to change after what he called a perfect storm for fostering this fear, like where helicopter parenting came from. Because it wasn't a phenomenon until the the mid to late 80s, and and it's been a problem ever since. It says, first, six-year-old Eaton Pats disappeared in 1979 while walking to school in New York City's Soho district. I think because it was such a mystery and because it was so captivating that it really penetrated the world of the media, which was in New York, said Kushner, it became a drama and not to be crass, but it sold newspapers. So this story, I guess from 1979 of a kid being kidnapped, I guess was the O.J. Simpson story of the time. And all these parents started worrying about it. And I mean, statistically speaking, if your kid gets lost and runs into a stranger on the street, they're probably going to be okay. The crime rate across the board is something like 0.3 per capita, 0.4 per capita. It's ridiculously low. And most kids are abducted by someone they know, uh, I believe. That doesn't make the fear less, Sean. No, it doesn't. But same thing with the media, like you're talking about. Every parent out there thinks that there's a fair likelihood that their kid may get abducted if they're playing in the front yard. Yeah, and I'm with, I've shared the philosophy of, uh, I I think Louis C.K. said this, but your kid's just not that attractive. Like I'm, I'm, you're, most kids yeah. just aren't that attractive. They're not hot enough to molest your kid. Your kid, your kid is fucking ugly, but no, but here's I just, the thing. I really disagree with the, where this conversation is going. <laughs> I really strongly you think they are disagree hot with it. So <laughs> child, child, uh, children are in danger in my opinion. Like so, so many kids are abused and molested. No, so they're not. Many. No, they're not. It's a minority. Oh it's a God. huge. It's a very, very small minority. What was? But again, you think a small minority is two percent? Yeah, that's an incredible amount of abuse. That's, if that's by true, by definition, I mean, I that's a minority. To, no well, shit, it's a yeah. minority, but it's not a scoffable minority. No. Like it's not a. It's a mathematical minority only. It's not a moral minority. Well, no that's one's an saying incredi- that. You yeah, you are by trivializing it. No, no, no. I'm not saying. Look, I'm not. I think it's trivializing. It's first of all, it's causing more damage than uh, than good by fear mongering the statistic that two percent or one percent or whatever. I'm just saying we all across what the board. It? I'm saying all across the board per capita. Per capita means the number of people per hundred thousand, right? So per capita, 
the likelihood of you experiencing a crime when you go out into the world in the United States, on average, is like less than one. But you're saying so, experience a crime. Yeah, you mean but a, if, uh, that means assault. That means rape. That means murder. That means uh, burglary. Like any kind of crime, it's less than one. The, so that, um, the, chi- the amount of reported chi- crimes against children is so astronomically low. Like, go, yeah, go sure, ahead. sure. It, it, like, I don't care if it's like a million to one if you're the one. Guys, of course, look, child molestation and child abuse is one of the most Way heinous crimes. Way higher than a million to one. Oh, no, I know Way I know the higher. odds are higher than that. Well, look, it's one of the most heinous crimes. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's so prevalent that you have to worry about your child wandering into the street or going over to a neighbor's house. You know oh, what? you should absolutely worry no, about that. Absolutely not. I, I mean, I, I just have a hard time even taking that seriously from someone who has no kids or kids that they've ever, like, had to protect. Like, you've what, never you, had any kids, and you've never had to protect any kids. I'm constantly around my nephews. That's not your kid. No shit, Maddox. But you still have those kind of parental oh, instincts. No, you or, have. Or you want to protect them. Yes. That's part of your tribe. It's very easy for children to get taken advantage of. Like writing it off as this mathematical unlikelihood yeah. to me is okay. It's parents are fear mongering, whatever. But. Way too many kids get abused, in my opinion. Have, looking out for them is not helicopter parenting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> if you are if you are constantly worried about your kid going over to a neighbor's house and then get you know coming home molested, like look, it's just unlikely to occur. It can make uh, you know if parents take it to the extreme. It can yeah. make that kid really fearful. And there we go, Sean. There's yeah. the rub. They because be. because here's what happens. What here are the consequences you of helicopter heard, parenting? You ever heard the song "Mother" by Pink Floyd? It's basically a helicopter parent. No. Well, what are the consequences? Here are the consequences from parents.com. It says, your kids get a sense of entitlement. That that right there, to me, is one of the worst fates of anyone having a fucking Except sense of entitlement. Molested. Well, yeah, one of yeah. the worst. Um, children who have always had their social, academic, and athletic lives adjusted by their parents to best fit their needs can become accustomed to always having their way, and thus they develop a sense of entitlement. They become entitled shitheads. Yeah, they're like the center of the universe. Broken fucking people. Undeveloped life skills. More more consequences of helicopter parenting. Parents who always tie shoes, clear plates, pack lunches, launder clothes, and monitor school progress, even after their children are mentally and physically capable of doing the task, prevent their children from mastering these skills themselves. Decreased self-confidence and self-esteem. The main problem with helicopter parenting is that it backfires, says Dr. Ann Dunnellwood, a a licensed psychologist. She says the underlying message is that the parent's over-involvement sense to kids is that my parent doesn't trust me to do this on my own. And this leads to a lack of confidence. So they're insecure, they lack confidence, they have underdeveloped life skills, they have a sense of entitlement, and it goes on. They get underdeveloped coping skills. If the parent is always there to clean up after the child's mess or prevent the problem in the first place, how does the child ever learn to cope with loss, disappointment, or failure? Studies have found that helicopter parenting can make children feel less competent in dealing with the stresses of life on their own. And then it increases anxiety in the child. The list goes on and on. A study from the University of Mary Washington has shown that overparenting is associated with higher levels of child anxiety and depression. I mean, you're fucking up the kid's life. Yeah, you know what? There's a there's a one in a, a, a hundred thousand chance, maybe less than that, one half in a hundred thousand chance, maybe two hundred thousand chance that your child could get molested by wandering over your neighbor's house. That's an awful fucking it's one in a hundred. Well, what if it's one in ten? I mean, I, I don't know. You're just throwing out <laughs> random numbers out there. So are you. It's one in a hundred thousand. No, th- those are the odds. The odds that your kid gets molested is one in a hundred thousand. It's really rare. Is it one in a hundred thousand, or is it really rare? All crimes across the board. I, it, look, pedophilia uh, itself would be would be in the millions, Dick. 
Didn't we say it was 2% or 3% or something like no. that? No. I mean, I know you said that, but I don't know where you pulled that number from. Oh, no. I, well, I mean, that was that was just a guess. Catholic Church is something like 6%. No, it's not. Okay. All right. So what, what were you going to say? Um, the point is that helicopter parenting, the consequences of it are really dire. They're really extreme. When you stifle your kid's choice, his uh, freedom, his or her freedom of expression, they become entitled, they become anxious, they get uh, depressed, they become less self-reliant, they become basically broken human beings. Is that what you want? I mean, what's the alternative here? Yeah, you know what? Abuse against children is awful and heinous. It's one of the worst things that could ever happen. We should absolutely prevent it. But not at the expense of ruining their lives. Yeah. Look, what is helicopter parenting then? Well, like Like you went through a whole list of things that you shouldn't do. Don't do their laundry. Don't do their laundry is going to make them not prepared for life. I doubt that. I bet a lot of people (laughs) who've had their laundry done that aren't all fucked up. Like this, this helicopter parenting just seems like a buzzword to get people outraged about how, how entitled everyone is. Yeah, I get it. Everyone's entitled. I hate it too. They're all, they, everybody wants their space, safe space. Everybody wants everything the way they do. It's like a poison in America. But I, I don't know. I don't know that every, I, like, we're in a culture where these kinds of articles and buzzwords, like affluenza, have to be cranked out constantly by an outrage machine. I don't know that there's this helicopter parenting phenomenon that's ruining an entire generation. Seems like some people just are a little smothering with their kids. Yeah, well, I, you're just you're I, just you're playing semantic games. What are you going to say, Sean? I mean, I've seen what I would consider to be overparenting, where it's like, God, that you know, you are really hovering over that kid. But you have to define what really constitutes overparenting. Yeah, you know, it's well, such a wide it's it can be swatch of gray. No, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, helicopter parent, parenting has another consequence. I mean, the list goes on and on. This is just from Parents.com, but, but I heard how, another. What? Where's the line drawn? Well, I'll what tell you. What becomes helicopter parenting? Doing your laundry, apparently. Well, n- no, overdoing their laundry. Like if you do their laundry sometimes or w- until they're they're self sufficient, but it's there are people who do laundry forever. Things. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? I told you what's wrong with that. It makes them uh, uh, entitled. They make it makes them not independent, makes them not confident, it ruins their self-esteem, it underdevelops coping skills, Laundry? it increases anxiety. All these things that you do for your kids, if you're just sitting there wiping their asses, they'll never fucking learn on their own. Yeah, I think you're all right doing laundry for your kids. I don't think any oh, adult failed at not Mama, learning how Mama to do laundry. Masterson, Mama Masterson said it's okay to do your uh, laundry for your kids. No time parenting advice. Go vote it up. Yeah, okay. I mean, What's, here. It, what else? Like, look, I heard on this uh, this other program they're talking about heli- this phenomenon of helicopter parenting. And by the way, this this isn't even popular right now. This was really popular in the late '90s. This isn't this isn't something that's new. Um, they talked about this phenomenon where we have an outrageous amount of people who have uh, anxiety when it comes to food, and we have weird allergies that never existed before. Yeah. And so, uh, some scientists started looking at this and, and saying, well, where the fuck is this coming from? What has happened? What is the cultural shift that has happened where suddenly a decade or two ago, we weren't experiencing this tidal wave of people with allergies? I know why. Well, I want to hear your theory, Sean. What? It's because they're not allowed to develop immune systems when they're young. 
Bingo. And it's specifically because of helicopter parenting. They are too afraid that their child might have allergies to shellfish or peanuts or whatever. So they'll abstain from it because you're not supposed to eat honey when you're breastfeeding. You're not supposed to eat uh, seafood when you're when you're breastfeeding. You're not supposed to give your kids peanuts until a certain age because, God forbid, they have some weird allergy or whatever. But what they found is that by not exposing your kids to these allergens, they are developing way more severe allergies. They don't let them outside. They don't let them outside. They don't let them go out and play in the yards. You want to see overparenting, Dick? Go drive down. Uh, there's there's a there's a neighborhood in Los Angeles where um, it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of families who have who have these these um, uh, trampolines set up, and cool. I have never seen anything more pathetic than Mormons? these trampolines. <laughs> They have nets. They have nets around them, don't they? They oh, have that's nets the around worst, them. Yeah. man. They have nets uh. around them. Not only do they have nets around them, Sean, the legs have padding on them. Man, I fell off a trampoline into a fucking pine tree, and I snapped the top third of the pine tree off when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. I was complaining about the nets around trampolines recently with this girl, and she's like, "Well, why do you why do you not like them?" I was like, "Oh man, when I was a kid, we would the parents would go inside and we would jump off of them, see how high we could jump, and fuck up our collarbones and our necks. It right. was awesome." Right. And I'm like, "Wait a minute." Uh, there's not, there's no reason to be against those nets that isn't because of danger. Damn it. And you know, that's, that's then you know you lost. It's true. It's uh. true. Yeah, man. You're not letting kids experience life anymore. There's a, there's another teacher who, um, actually this uh, administrator for a public, uh, private school who came out with this article a while back who said that he had a strict rule on his playground, which is if kids get hurt, they can't come crying to the teachers. And he just let them duke it out. He let them figure it out. And he found that over time, the kids became more confident, more self-reliant. They they started, uh, they, they bullied each other less. They figured it out. They just were allowed to be kids and go out there and fucking live their lives and scrape their knees every now and then. They didn't have fucking mama sitting there with the uh, baby wipes every time they, they uh, fell down and had a boo-boo. Yeah. The yeah. world is full of hand sanitizer. Yeah, man. Yeah, so anyway, they found that, uh, that uh, Sean... Yeah, by not exposing these kids to these allergens that uh, that we are getting way more severe allergies than we that we've never seen before in our lives. And the, and now studies have come out they said that even people who have peanut allergies, even people who have allergies to shellfish and these things that people normally have allergies to, if you expose it to them little by little over time during their upbringing, they won't have a as severe reactions or be any reactions at all. Well, if that's not true, I'm sure we'll hear about it. Huh, not from these drug lords. <laughs> anyway, Dick, what I do you mean, got? I know you're big on honey and like it stops allergies. I don't know if we ever settled that debate. Well, I looked into that as well, and it turns out regular honey probably does not. That's oh. it's inconclusive. I've seen you some. You got to go to Whole Foods. No, I've seen some uh, some studies that say it does. I've seen some studies that say it doesn't. The one honey that people say is promising is this uh, honey that comes from the Netherlands or New Zealand called Manuka honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did look into that, and there is some. There are some studies that that do back that up as a as some kind of therapeutic effect. I don't know what it is. So what what age would you talk to your kids about sex then? Oh, not boy, I don't to know, not man. be a helicopter parent. Are you going to give them unfettered access to the internet? I, I think I may look, I don't know much about kids and parenting, but I do know this. I look at parents who are successful in my life and I look and see what they're doing with their kids. And I I would try to emulate them. Um one I, of, I look at the kids well, to yeah, figure both. out whether yeah. the parents did a good job. Well, that's what not. I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'll I'll give you a perfect example. One of my brothers uh has great kids. My I mean, I was so impre- I am so impressed by my my nephews. They're fucking fantastic, man. They're sharp, they're polite. 
they're friendly, they're outgoing. You go up to them, you see them, they come up to you, they, they look you in the eye and they shake your hand, they say, pleased to meet you. How about that? How about that? Real fucking human beings. They're fantastic kids. Whatever they're doing, whatever mojo they're doing works. They are disciplined. They are uh, responsible. They're hardworking. Uh, You know, I look to see. I look to uh, one, I I believe is, uh, I think, I think 10 and 12 right now. Okay. Probably got to wait a couple decades to see how the result is. Well, I mean, you think your nephew's the bee's knees. How old is he? Oh, this wasn't like a my dog is better than your dog. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. You know, as an experiment. Well, just even even comparing uh, similarly aged adolescents mm-hmm. uh, for behavior and discipline and responsibility, just looking at that, already miles ahead. So do they do his laundry? I would assume no. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Do they knit their own clothes? Yeah, no. they got to be self-sufficient. No, no Sean. You can't they buy them their clothes. They don't live on a farm, fuckface. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Do they what? have to make their own school lunch? Stuff like that? I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I've seen, I've also seen it the other, the other way where parents are, are, uh, way too strict in weird authoritarian ways that are not like helicopter parents. They're just mm-hmm. real dickheads and blowhards about it. And it, that causes their kids to have huge privacy issues. They have huge issues with privacy and anxiety and control. And, and for, for girls, it can develop into eating disorders. For guys, or it can develop into drug disorders, abuse. Right. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. Anyway, Dick, what do you got? Um, yeah. I think you're like helicopter parenting. Is that when a parent marches into a teacher's, like writes into a college professor's email oh. and says, My daughter deserved an A on this yes. political science paper oh. that means nothing? That's Dick. really annoying. Yeah. I am so glad. Here, yeah, I'm so glad well, you I'm mentioned that. I'm trying to that. think of what it actually is. Well, I'll that t- list, I don't know. I'll it give you an sounded like a bunch of crap. Like, uh, well, do your laundry and make your. You keep talking about laundry. That's the only thing you mentioned on this. It says, it says uh, t- uh, well, they, they tie their it. shoes. It says, tie their shoes. Yeah, but you're only picking one out of this Why entire list. Why did they put it in there if it's stupid? That's their article. Cherry picking. It says here, tie your shoes, clear their plates, pack their lunches, launder their clothes, and monitor their school progress even after the children are mentally and physically capable of doing the task. Is that not clear? After they're no. capable of doing it, their task themselves, they're still doing it. That's helicopter parenting. Tying their shoes? See, that's, that's weird. Why is that weird? What aren't you well, getting here? Job specialization is pretty useful for efficiency. I mean, what? So, what's wrong with doing their laundry or tying Dick, their shoes again, when they're stop like Stop mentioning three? laundry. I listed a whole fucking list. Tying their shoes, clearing the plates after they're capable of doing so themselves. You think that's there's no so problem with that? What everybody clears their own plate. At oh, here, here, Dick. What, what's your next that's, problem? Here, let me do that for you, baby. You? How old were you when you lived in your parents' basement? <laughs> Weren't you yelling for soup and correspondence constantly? Yeah, was that helicopter you guys, parenting? You guys, it was a joke. It was a throwaway line. My no, God. No, no, that wasn't a joke. You what? meant that seriously. You definitely banged on the door on the ceiling and asked for soup. I, my it wasn't mom, a joke. My mom, I mean, it was a joke. It was funny. My mom would, would occasionally bring me soup downstairs, but- uh, Is that and helicopter I, parenting? Hold on. And I would occasionally, I would occasionally bang on the ceiling with my with the broom. Yeah. But those two, those two incidents usually happened distinctly from another. So I would bang on for something unrelated. Well, like what? Like pick up the phone. <laughs> this was before cell phones. This was before. This was when we, no, when we all had landlines. I don't think yeah. he wanted her to come down to you and pick up your phone no. and put it up to your ear. No, but it, but this was like when I, when I lived at home and we had a landline. I would take the broom sometimes if I wanted my mom to pick up. I'd bang on the fucking ceiling, and yeah, sometimes my mom would bring me soup. But here's the thing, man. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, my mom 
did my laundry for way too long. And to the point where when I finally moved out of the apartment, when I finally moved out on my own, I didn't know how to do fucking laundry on my own. I had to learn. Was it hard to learn? No, it wasn't hard to learn, but it was a, a skill, a life skill that I didn't possess. Dick, do you remember, I mean, when a mutual friend of ours- Oh, puked, this is a great story. He puked on his pants. This was, uh, how old were we? 16. 15 or 16. Okay, something like that, at least. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, no, you tell it. So uh, this friend of ours, uh, parents were gone. Yeah. So we were all over at his house. Some, someone had beer. We were drinking, and this, this friend of ours, whose mom definitely had done uh, his laundry his entire life. Right. right? And mine, mine does too, it's great. She still wants to do it. I don't want to do that. I don't like the way she folds the shirts because they don't fit it. They don't fit right. Then we get a different folding style. Anyway, uh, this guy. Look how independent you are. Yeah, yeah. I, t- I taught. I taught myself. Dixon. After she stopped, my girlfriend started doing it, and then she spilled a bunch of bleach on my shorts. I was like, oh, all right, I'll do this from now on. Thank hey, you very hey, much. Could be worse. Could be coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I just read the bottle. It wasn't like a life skill, or my self esteem wasn't affected by it. Uh, anyway, this friend of ours uh, threw up. On his threw up all over himself because he he had like he must have had three or four beers I think and at that age you know that's a lot of beers he threw up on himself and he started panicking uh, because he needed to come up with a story why he fell in the pool to explain why his clothes were all wet and Sean uh, just said well why don't you just wash them he goes well I don't know how to do that yeah my no, mom it, washes all my clothes you, you could see the gears. <laughs> kind uh-huh. of slowly crank in his yeah. head like yeah. it was just never thought of yeah it's like dude yeah. wash your fucking pants yeah man my my mom always did my laundry and i didn't learn how to do it until i moved out and uh there were lessons that you had to learn like there's generally speaking there aren't it doesn't say um i don't know there, there are things that you have to learn about doing laundry like for example using a laundry bag for small articles so they don't get stuck in the drain. That's something I kind of had to learn the hard way. I mean, wait, these, are, wait, these are life skills. I don't so, know that one. What is it? Use a laundry bag. So if you have a, a lot of panties that you're washing, you know? Yeah. Like I, don't, big, I don't do that. I like to yeah. keep the smell on it. <laughs> Gross. Because they're not being used again, obviously, if they're smell in my like, place. It's like lettuce and mustard. <laughs> what is this bag that you have to use? A laundry bag. You've never heard of it? I've heard of it. I just don't know what it has to do with small <laughs> things falling down the drain. Dick, that's so funny. Uh, you, you, Mr. Laundry Expert, you've never heard of a laundry bag. No, I've heard of a laundry you bag. You don't use it. It's that's what it, that's I don't what use they're a for. Laundry bag, no. Yeah, that's what they're for. So you don't have small things like small socks, uh, uh, panties, um, any small articles of clothing that need to be washed. Uh, you put it in a laundry bag so it doesn't get sucked down the drain and cause a clog. What drain? The laundry drain, the in the washing machine. I've never had a washing machine where that was possible. Me either. Well, it's happened to me. Because even change stays in the bottom yeah, of the Yeah, even change stays in the bottom. Well, change is heavy. I'm talking about something that's kind of like, um, you know, some of the hair bands you use, that sort of thing. Yeah, they're Panties, always in that there. Sort of, well, I don't know, man. Uh, it, they, these exist for a reason, and that's what they're there for. That's, uh, that's what happened. I was in an apartment one time that I was renting, and I put a bunch of clothes in. And this was um, this was a front-loading washer, so maybe that had something to do with it. But it was a front-loading washer, and it sucked some socks or something down the drain, caused a clog, and, and the uh, plumber came and said, oh, you got to use a laundry bag, so the stuff is never. I've seriously never heard of that. Yeah. I'm sure it exists. It probably is with uh, front-loading washers. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. your mom did your laundry, so maybe that's why you don't know. I've never had a front-loading laundry, Mr. Fancy Pants. Yeah. i got to use the apartment complex ones like Sesame Street. Oh, but one last thing, one last point. Um, so, so teachers sometimes it's it's leading to this to this phenomenon where parents are coming in and arguing with their kids' teachers when their teachers are trying to discipline them in class. Yeah, that is 
So fucking obnoxious. You're going to bat for your kid? What the fuck do you think the teacher's doing? You think they're sitting there conspiring against your little shit? You think your little shit's that special that your teacher's gonna sit there trying to come up with ways to fuck with them? No, their teacher doesn't give a shit. They're trying to do their job and go home. They know they're 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 working long fucking hours. They don't they don't have time to sit there uh, thinking of ways to fuck with your stupid little monster. If the teacher says your kid disrespected him or her in class, guess what? He probably did. The teacher has better things to do than to make up stories and get you to come down and meet her or him for a parent teacher conference. People have shit to do. They have busy lives. They have lives to lead. They don't have time for this shit. If your teacher is telling you your kid has a problem in school, listen to them. That's the biggest problem with helicopter parenting. Okay. Are you for my problem? Yeah. It's the the job lynch mob. How many times have I threatened to bring this one in? You have threatened to bring this in a lot. A lot. Yeah. I really hate it. Well, what is it? It's a job lynch mob. What does that mean? You heard of a lynch mob, right? Yeah. It's when they, they round up a posse and try to kill you. Uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah. Same thing, except they're trying to kill your job. Hmm. You know, the thing, you know what the thing is about a lynch mob? There's no justice to it. It's just a bunch of people who want to kill you. Does it doesn't matter why. You didn't go through a trial. You weren't found guilty of anything. It's just a bunch of people who decided they don't like you. They don't want you around anymore. So they round up a posse and they try to kill you. Maybe they hang you. Not necessary, though, to be a lynch mob. Imagine the same thing, but they're trying to kill your job. Hmm. That's a job lynch mob. Okay. That's what it is. Happens a lot. Every time it happens, I want to bring it in. But every time something more important comes along, like burning your mouth on hot food yeah. or banging your funny bone, yeah. this time, nothing. This time, only Prince died and someone got kicked off the $20 bill. No, no big deal, right? Nothing, no, not, not that nothing, important. Nothing controversial to talk about there. No. Well, those, those, are, those aren't going to happen again, most likely. Uh, Prince? No, yeah, Prince is probably not going to die twice. Not in our lifetime. Yeah. That's true. They might That's resurrect him later on because they'll always resurrect celebrities. Mm-hmm. His hologram might die. They'll figure out a way to like turn him into a Tamagotchi. Wow. And that'll die. I wish they'd figure out a way to make him make good music. But this uh, lynch mob, <laughs> this is an ongoing thing, right? It's an ongoing thing. And I, I think it's getting worse. So Kurt Schilling, you know who that guy is? Yeah. No. Commentator. I've heard of him, but I don't know I'm what gonna he I'm going to breeze through it because I'm sure it's of interest to nobody who yeah. listens. He's a famous baseball pitcher. He's a commentator on ESPN. Fired for making an offensive tweet. What was the tweet? Does it matter? Yes. Why? Well, what if he said the N-word? Does that deserve, this is a serious question. Yeah. Does it deserve to be fired? Do you deserve to be fired? Like, do you want a society where you are fired for saying something offensive? Do I want a society where your employer has the freedom to let you go if you misrepresent them? Maddox, of course. Of course we know that it's a contract and a company can let you go for any reason especially if you embarrass them right of course if that, you give them a bad public image oh, oh come on let's let's rise above that conversation because that's what's that's going on all day on think pieces on tv of course everybody they they're employed by a company he said something that embarrasses the company get rid of them of course i wish we found that more offensive than the original offensive statement well what was the that's statement? what i'm saying again does it matter? Yes. How bad would it have to be for them to be fired to you? Uh, homo- because Gil- let's take, let's take uh, Gilbert Godfrey's. Yeah. Let's take Gilbert Godfrey's. Japan, rocked by a huge quake, Yeah, right? Yeah. T- a tsunami, excuse yeah. me. You know, I'm using them interchangeably, but tsunami. 
He says, he starts tweeting jokes about it. Japan's so advanced, they're bringing the beach to them. Okay. Right? F- funny. funny, right? Fired immediately. Yeah. Of course. Do you think that was offensive enough for a man to lose his livelihood? Dick, you know what? Um, you're, you're sitting here decrying a man losing his livelihood, but mm-hmm. you're forgetting a, an important fact here. These are businesses, and businesses yeah. are in the business of making money. And if they piss off their customers by hiring a sponsor or spokesperson who's making asinine remarks that are insensitive after an earthquake and people threaten to boycott that business, guess what? The livelihood that's being threatened is not Gilbert Gottfried's. It's now theirs. And they have every right and reason and justification to let them go. I don't see the problem here. I mean, uh, well, all I'm asking for you to do is take that argument, which is obvious. Everybody knows that and agrees with it. Yeah. And put it aside just for the sake of the conversation. All right. Obviously, I'm not talking about enacting some kind of bizarro law where companies are no longer allowed to put uh, behavior clauses in contracts. Like, it's nothing insane like that. Sure. All I'm saying is the idea of taking someone's job away is the same as harming them physically in a lot of ways. Taking their uh, taking away their ability to make money. Remember that guy that killed Cecil, that dentist? Yeah. What did the mob want to do? They wanted to destroy his business. That's right. That somehow, somehow, we all look at that and say, well, that's okay. I think that's 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 way worse than anything you could have said or done. I think it's comparable to harming someone physically. Because you're just trying, you're doing the max that you can do, the most amount of harm you can do to someone is take away their ability to feed themselves, take away all the work they've done for however many years to get where they are, to just take it away by the force of the mob. Like, it's it's the, it's the maximum legally allowable amount of force that a mob can do to someone. Yeah, it can and be overly harsh. It, and it's always, it's never just. And we're so politically correct now, we're so afraid to offend anybody that they, it's just the hatchet comes down almost immediately. And that's the only direction that it works in. It only works as an arm of political correctness. I'm not bringing in political correctness right now, probably will someday, but that's what it is to me, and that's why it's so horrible. Of course of course, a company can fire anyone they want. Yeah. But we tolerate it. Uh, listen. And Han- it's ugly. Um, it's an ugly thing. Listen, I heard you both. Hannity, Beck, I appreciate your comments. Oh, God, come uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate your comments here. Now, there's a, there's a very simple rephrasing of your problem mm-hmm. that will help cast this problem into a new perspective, and that is this. So he's going to help you. Right. No, it'll give you a new perspective. That is this. They are not taking away anything. They are giving him a job, all right? The they've, dentist? They've, anyone who has employed, anyone who said anything, they don't, they're not having their jobs taken away. They're having their jobs given to them. The dentist definitely was. I'm talking was about the employees. His- well, this Kurt, Kurt, uh, what's the name? Kurt Schiller? Schilling. Schilling. Kurt, well, I'm talking Kurt about the job lynch mob. Well, uh, yeah, but let's talk about, let's look at this from the point of view of the employers. But again, we've said, yes, of course, they have the right to do anything they want. Of course, they have the right to protect their brand. Of no, course. no, no. But, but you're saying that it's comparable to physical violence to take away their job. It's so bad. It's like, oh my gosh, there's nothing worse. But, I just think sometimes the bar is too low. Oh, is there a bar? Well, what, it's it, just what, momentum. Did, what did he say? I mean, if you don't know, that should say enough. It wasn't offensive to get through your filter, and you're usually pretty hip on current events. I do know. I do know what he said. 
Oh, well, then why are you asking? Well, it was a, well I want you to picture. say it. What did he say? What did he say? Well, you just want me to repeat an offensive tweet? Well, if it's so <laughs> it's so bad that you won't even say it on this program, yet you're saying that there that the job lynch mob is totally at this outrage machine that, that costs this poor guy his job. Man, this I'll, poor I'll man. I'll say whatever you want. I'm not, I'm not personally offended by it. I mean, it's, I'll read it's the his tweet. opinion. I'll read the tweet here. I just don't think the offensiveness of it is germane to this conversation. It, go abso- ahead. it absolutely to, is, To be I think. fair, he has a long track record of this. Oh, and so did Gilbert Godfrey. That's okay. why he, he was famous. That's why they hired oh. him. Like, yeah. But yeah. now he's representing a huge corporation who can't uh, have any egg on their face. Right. Um, but Schilling, do- he's had repeated incidents. Of course. And been warned course. and all that kind of stuff. Look, I don't feel I, too bad for him. No, n- of course not. No, go ahead. This is according to the New York Times. It says uh, the post, so he posted on Twitter. He said the post showed an overweight man wearing a wig and women's clothing with parts of the T-shirt cut out to expose his breasts. It says, let him in to the restroom with your daughter or else you're a narrow-minded, judgmental, unloving, racist bigot who needs to die. Um, Not a very sophisticated comment on the... Uh, ongoing debate that's going on right now in North Carolina where they passed this bill that is trying to prevent people who are transsexual from using restrooms of the opposite sex. They want people with their biologically aligned genders to be to use the restroom that uh, that that matches their genders, so their genitals. So that means people who have been post-operational who look like women, men who now look like women or women who now look like men, they are they they have to go into the opposite bathroom just because of this weird law, which is like such a non-issue. There's never been any sexual assaults or anything like that uh, from from these transsexuals going to the bathroom. That's not where it happens. Um, to that, Schilling added, "A man is a man, no matter what they call themselves. I don't care what they are, who they sleep with. Men's room was designed for the penis. Women's not so much. Now you need laws telling us differently. Pathetic. That's what he said. Do you have more to add?" That's the that's the whole comment. Well, right. But we all knew what he said. Oh, okay. You were going to add to it? Yeah, well, I'll say this. Um, it does sound transphobic. So so then you agree with the mob? I What mob? What mob? Where is this mob? What are you talking about? The mob is who everyone's afraid of. That's why everyone gets fired. That's why Gilbert Gottfried got fired. Because companies are terrified of people who are offended by that. Dick, that it's <laughs> a guy's... A, for, uh, maybe it's just me. When I hear an opinion I don't like, I'd like that I don't want that person to be punished into lying about it. I'd like it to be expressed so it can be dissected. Dick, so it can be argued with. Therein lies the rub with taking corporate influence when it comes to your speech. Because if they decide it for whatever reason, what you said, even if it's innocuous, let's say what he said wasn't transphobic. Let's just say he just said something flippant that they didn't like. Mm-hmm. They can decide for any reason that it's going to be a harm to their potential customer base, and they can let you go. And by this by this mob, you keep saying it's a mob, it's a mob, it's a mob. What they are are customers, and they're customers who are buying a product. And if their customers are unhappy, that's basically your shareholders. You have to respond to your shareholders. And when they're mad— Guess what? You get rid of the problem. What? What do they I mean, have see, to gain? I feel gain? like you're explaining the basics of business about this. Here's again. the thing: we all though. know what, that. What do they have to we gain by keeping that. this guy? What do they? What do they have have to gain? Sometimes they think 
that they know what's going to offend the exactly. masses. And sometimes it's a very small percentage of, of you know, letters they get, or it's an old lady saying, I heard the F word somewhere, or that, and then- It's the it, same way books get banned. It blows up into this whole thing. A library gets letters for something's offensive. It's like, well, all these people are offensive. The parents, what, television council, that one company that's responsible for just generating outrage and contacting whoever, whomever to, in order to censor them, it's those kinds of people that they're afraid of. There just exists this well, machine of outrage. No, the, the Parents Television Research Council is a lobbying group that is specifically pushing conservative agendas and, and uh, specifically conservative Christian agendas. And they're trying to keep the airwaves clean and it's they're doing it a really shady way. Libraries, on the other hand, don't have corporate influences. That's why I like libraries. And that's why if a library banned a book, that's a huge story. That's a big deal. That's why libraries libraries can have any number of uh, CD books in their in their uh, in their record. They can have hate speech. They can have anything you could possibly want under the sun. They can have it there. Uh, but as for this Kurt Schilling guy, he said something irresponsible. And this mob that you keep calling them are, are customers essentially. Did they, now, I mean, now, you're, now you're let, me, let me ask Kurt you this. Schilling, let, but it's really let me ask a you, lot of people this happens to. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, we'll, we're specifically talking about this because that's why you brought it in. Um, Sean said that uh, that. Um, you said it's a small percentage of people who are out- outraged or offended? No, I'm saying that— uh, There's no way to know. Yeah, there's no way to there's know. No if, way to well, know. If there they is. just ch- chop it off at the knees, then, you know— Oh, they, that's why. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they, so Sean, Sean said that they are they are proactive. They're being proactive here, mm-hmm. and Sometimes. they're assuming— Well, Sometimes. in this case, are, were they being proactive, or was, or were, was well, there outrage? it was instantaneous. In, in this case— I think he had gotten enough backlash. Again, this this case, I think he absolutely deserved to be fired. I mean, I don't even want to get into that because it says it doesn't matter. It doesn't it does. matter to it me. Does. It does. What you, what you say matters and you should be. Look, you have the freedom of speech in this country. I'm so fucking tired of morons, armchair uh, uh, constitutionalists sitting there, hey, Maddox, freedom of speech. How come I got banned on your forum? Because guess what, shithead? You still have the freedom of speech. You just don't have to say it wherever you want. You can't come into my fucking house and spew your bullshit. Get the fuck out. If you want freedom of speech, go to the sidewalk and say whatever the fuck you want. You can say it whatever you want. You can write in your blog. You can text it to friends. Do whatever you want. But when you do it in a public forum, when you're representing another company, yeah, guess what? There are consequences. You have freedom of speech, but not freedom of consequence. What's the problem? I don't see the disconnect. He has the freedom to say whatever he wants, and now he can do it con- completely unre- unrestrained. In fact, this the, who is he? Who is he? Who is uh, uh, the employer? The MLB. Major uh, League Baseball, I whatever. Think ESPN, now, I believe. ESPN. Yeah. Now they've done him a favor because now he can go say whatever he wants, completely unrestrained. Aren't they doing a good thing for this guy? What's well, also all owned by Disney. Well, that's true. So you know Vote they're up Disney. Be, Vote up Disney, buckos. Yeah, I thought you would have this opinion on it. Um, <laughs> the only reason I brought it in yeah. is simply to say that the idea of firing someone, taking away their livelihood because of something they said, I wish was more abhorrent than anything you could say. Because so- using intimidation and violence to force people not to say what they think, to force them to toe a politically correct line is, I think, one of the most damaging things in society, that, there, that there could be in a free society because it's a stepping stone. So it, it's, it's, all part, it's part of control. It's, it's, an, it's a mechanism of control. Slippery that's, slope, Maddox. That's, mm-hmm. why, that's why I brought it in. It's not to have these, these, these elementary and academic arguments about contracts and... Yeah, branding and this and that and the other. It's that everyone immediately accepts it as, well, they're just covering their ass. He said something bad. 
you got to punish that. And I really disagree with that. It happens. So, there's this guy. I mean, this has already gotten too long, but there was a guy, Violent Acres, on Reddit, who was on, you yeah. know, doing lewd things on the internet, as we, the whole point of the internet is. Wow. And he got outed for doing it, fi- instantly fired. And everyone treats this, treats this as some kind of victory. But it should be, it should make people sick. No. That, that's, that, that because of someone's opinions and thoughts, they're, They've lose their their ability to support themselves. Just hang him. Just skip the step. Do what you really want to do, which is kill him. And that's what you're saying when you celebrate somebody getting fired for something like this. Is you're the kind of person that's okay rounding up a posse and executing them. I don't like. The snap I think ju- that's bullshit. I don't like the snap judgment part of it. Me either. Where you don't you don't even get the whole story a lot of the time. No, because no, no, people oh, don't care. Hold on, Dick. You're 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 being so flip about thoughts and what our beliefs are. What our beliefs and our thoughts are are the only thing that separates us from people who like the Ku Klux Klan. Would you hire a Ku Klux Klan member to represent your company? Hitler. Look, we're we're talking specifically. This is an American problem. This happened in America. Let's talk about the Ku Klux Klan. Would you <laughs> hire a, a Ku Klux Klanman for if to represent your company? Are you? Is that a serious question? Absolutely. How is that possibly a serious question, Maddox? Would you would give some, a job to someone like that? Could, like you're acting all pissed off, but are you seriously asking a question of Would you hire a Klan member? Well, like, you're, is that you're a the fucking one coming real out, question? You're coming out here saying, you know, this making this lofty claim that we are punishing people for their thoughts, right? Yeah, and their it's speech. Thought but, and their but opinions. The only thing that makes someone reprehensible is their beliefs. Well, and if you can't, can't, if you, no, it's their actions. It's their fucking actions. That's why I knew you wouldn't get this. Because yeah, okay. you do think it's a thought crime. It's a, The crime is the action. The, the Ku Klux Klan, which you've specifically used because they've committed tons of acts of violence, and now there's, what is there, like 10,000 people in the Ku Klux Klan now? It's not even a thing. It's like a, I don't know, it's, it's a club. There's nobody there. There's way worse groups out there than the Ku Klux Klan, but it's like, it's the same as Hitler anymore. It's the difference between being prejudiced and then going uh, forward to discrimination. Yeah, that's the, discriminating is the action. Okay, so 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 you have an employee. Let's say Dick Dick Masterson Construction Again, Company. Again, it's uh, not about this. the let company. Me, hold on, hold I wouldn't. Let you you have Dick Masterson Construction uh, Company, and you have an yeah. employee that comes out and says something transphobic. Like you know what? I think trans people should be burned at the stake because they're less than human, less than whatever whatever hateful thing they come out and say. Uh huh. Now you are saying that there should be moral outrage for. For people who would want to get rid of someone like that, rather than the person who who has those beliefs, who who says those hateful things, that then that then um can incite violence towards people. Like, look, I'm not a big fan of thought crimes. Is this still and part other- of your question? Yeah, it's your company. You would want someone like that representing your company. You can dislike both. I mean, yeah. Is it, but what you would, are you asking if I want if I would like that? You just said you yes. would like someone like no, that I'm representing asking, would your you? company. Would you? Are you fucking serious? Would I like someone going around saying transsexuals should be killed? Would representing my company is would it you, a real question? Would Again. you fire someone like for that or not? Ooh, that depends. How much do they have to drink? <laughs> Did they post the wrong Twitter account? Look. <laughs> Was he hacked? Yeah, he probably got hacked. That's what we're going with. Um, yeah, I, I think you're kind of fundamentally missing my argument here, which is one is offensive and everyone recognizes it as being offensive. One is hor- hor- horrifying and it plays to our base nature, the needs of, of a mob to, to harm someone and, it, and it's celebrated. 
That's the job lynch mob that I'm talking about. And, and it happens way more than Kurt fucking Schilling. It Whoa. happened with the Cecil guy, happened with Gilbert Godfrey. Like, it happens to people. Happened to Mel Gibson. It happens to people. It happens to people. And I think it's going to happen more and more. You're defending Mel Gibson? I'm not defending Mel Gibson. I'm saying the things people say shouldn't result in them getting harmed. Why not? That's what I'm saying. I mean, first of all, he's not getting harmed. I think ESPN has done Kurt Schilling a favor by firing him because now Again. Kurt Schilling is, has absolute freedom to say whatever hateful screed he wants. By the way, his Twitter should be blowing up. Talk, make all the dick jokes, make all the vagina jokes. Yeah, give it to those real, those, those fucking creepy transsexuals. The Let's masses, really give it to them. The masses always have the option of voting with their pocketbook. Exactly. And, and by the way, Sean, and that's what they're trying to prevent. ESPN is trying to prevent the masses Losses. from voting. Oh, with of course, we all know that. Okay. So let me let me let me pose this this hypothetical. Is it another like would I make out no, with no, Hitler no. question, or is it something I didn't even remotely Hitler. realistic? You, the, literally, the only person on the show who's mentioned Hitler today is you, Max. The, you, the only reason you use the Ku Klux Klan is because you know that using Hitler would would look stupid. No, so because you Hitler is the Ku Klux Klan. Hitler is dead, and and the Ku Klux Klan is still contemporary. A Nazi, then they're no. still Nazis. Okay, Dick. Does it matter? Go ahead. What's your question? What's the real question? Here's a hypothetical for you. Let's say that it wasn't Kurt Schilling working for the ESPN, a private organization, a private corporation. Let's say it's someone who works for the government. Is Disney private? No. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. No. It's it's a, a publicly traded, but it's still a corporation. Um, let's say it's someone who works for the government who said this. What do you think the the response and repercussions would be for this? Well, th- what are you talking about? If let's say someone, let's say let's say Kurt Schilling was working for the the U.S. government, he was a congressman, and he said that tweet. What do you think the response should be, or would be? Depends what district he's from. Let's just okay. Let's say isn't that the point of politics? Let's say he's he's uh, neither from a far left or far right, just someplace right in the middle. He might get elected president. Well, yeah, he might. I mean, he might get. He might never. Strom. How long was Strom Thurmond a congressman? And he was. He said way worse than that. Yeah. So you think you think that um the oh, that, government- did that question not go where you thought it was going to go? Like that, well, that's I, what people I'm, vote I, for. I'm asking I'm asking to spur conversation. I'm not I'm not really sure if I have a point. I'm actually sincerely curious what you think if uh, if you think that working for the government can afford you more protections than working for co- uh, corporations. Uh working for like if you're at the DMV and you're on Twitter saying stuff? No, the example I gave you, a congressman well, yeah, and then I said you could get elected for life. It depends what district you're in. I so, mean, Anthony Weiner tweeted his dick out, which is not really a big deal, yeah. and he resigned immediately because of the horrifying mob justice that was going to ensue. Right? Why that? Well, just stick it out. Like, well, why? Well, that was the problem. <laughs> Sean with a zinger. That's my problem. I'm sure I had All something right. else, but I don't care. Well, I don't know, Dick. Did uh, did Kurt Schilling shave? I mean, I know he doesn't have a job. He's got to save oh, some money. Oh, should have done that earlier. <laughs> That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEMS to save $5 off your first purchase. I'm saying it weird because they've changed the, they've changed the promo code. Yeah. Too many people were getting great shaves at a reasonable price, so yeah. they had to change it. So pay attention. They want smart shoppers because that's what you have to be if you're buying a Harry's razor. It's biggest biggest problems at harrys.com to save $5 off your first purchase. You know what you could get with that first starter pack too? You get you get the shaving gel. Yeah, well, I want to make get, sure I get exactly right. Uh, for just $15, you get a razor, you get moisturizing shave cream, and you get three razor blades. How about that? Over 1 million guys have made the switch. I've definitely made the switch. I'm never going back. I don't know about you. Absolutely. I, Look at my sh- I shaved this morning with Harry's. Look at this. 
It looks, it looks great. Yeah. It looks great. Uh, I look like a stealth bomber. You do look like a stealth bomber. <laughs> Over one million guys have made the switch. I mean, even if, if, you're, if your mom has been shaving you your whole life, it's time for you to learn how to do it yourself. Yeah. You grew, sorry you grew up with a helicopter parents. Time be, for you to be do independent, it yourself. Be independent, right. Be independent. Make your first shave with Harry's. Uh-huh. It's quality German-engineered five-blade cartridges. A close, comfortable shave. No cuts or burns. Quality guaranteed. Full refund if you're not happy. I should probably be saying that every time, but there you go. What's more American than independence? Huh? Shave yourself. Stop having your parents do it. Harry's. Yeah, although, have you ever gotten a, like a pro shave? Like a shave, you know, yes. like a guy who... Oh, buddy, that makes yeah. me nervous as hell. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. With a guy with a razor like that, I'm like, you know what? Essentially, the guy with a razor to your neck, you've known for maybe all of two minutes, and he has a razor held up to your neck. This guy who you know nothing about, who for any reason, on a whim, could simply just whoosh, end your life. Slice it. Wow. Harrys.com. <laughs> What's your problem? Guys, I got a real big problem, a real major annoyance. Mosquitoes. Huh? Oh, this is a quick problem? Oh, my God. Yeah. They're the no, worst things be- ever. Yes. Yeah. They're the biggest problem in the universe. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Ah, I hope you've researched this. They're yes, definitely they're- the biggest problem on a continent. Yeah. Which continent? Africa. Africa. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. You know, the malaria has killed millions. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That's true, actually. Um, oh, wait, did no. you not have malaria? No, I have it. I have okay. it on here. Okay. Minor Thank annoyance. God. Well, I brought in the malaria statistic of yearly deaths, uh-huh. not uh, not not aggregately. Aggregately, it's millions. It's up in the millions. But yeah, man, mosquitoes, they're completely worthless. That's the first thing I wrote down. Com- yeah. mos- mosquitoes are completely worthless. You know when they created the biodome, Dick? You remember what the biodome was? Polly Shore. Yeah, yeah, the movie. But the movie was based on a scientific project where a it's bunch in of scientists uh, Arizona, in Arizona, yeah. yeah, they created a completely enclosed enclosure uh, out in the desert somewhere that was supposed to be a self-sustaining ecosystem where they sealed it off and they weren't they, nothing was allowed in or out for a year or two years or something like that. They put some scientists in there, and it's really fascinating. If you ever get a chance, look up their uh, their personal accounts of what happened in there. Uh, some some of them were going a little bit crazy near the end but oh man i feel like that that experiment got uh short shrift on media exposure because i remember yeah. we were young mm-hmm. when they started that right and the build-up i was living i lived in arizona at the time but the the build-up was um it was like saturated like yeah. everybody's talking about biodome all the time how long were they in there uh they did multiple ones they did one for like two or three months and they did one for a year and there was nothing afterwards no yeah, that's that's too bad. Yeah, I didn't even know it was a real thing until I I knew the movie. Oh yeah, I didn't no, even know it was, it was a real thing, thing until real thing. I looked it up. Yeah. Well, so when the scientists were trying to put in uh, an ecologically diverse set of animals and insects and and plant life in there to to kind of uh, uh, create a controlled environment, they there was a debate among the scientific community on whether or not they should include mosquitoes in there. <laughs> And that's when they started oh, looking. They started Who was lo- that prick. Yeah, who introduced that one? Probably a mosquito in disguise. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> I think we should. You can't have them losing their livelihood. Get that. Get the hell out of here, Buzz. <laughs> Buzz, real conspicuous name. Shit, Professor Buzz. Yeah, Professor Buzz. Why'd you have to put the joke in it? I don't know. <laughs> just, I just thought it would be funny. Yeah, it's not funny. Yeah, he's like one of those uh, those like criminals who always leaves a calling card that yeah, always yeah, gets yeah. him caught. Yeah, like the wet bandits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wet bandits. You have to be a certain age to know that uh, one. 
So these these scientists looked at mosquitoes critically, and they thought, well, what what if what are we going to harm if we leave them out of this ecosystem? What animals rely on on mosquitoes? What plants rely on mosquitoes? And then they started taking tabs and doing accounting, and they looked at all the different potential ways that mosquitoes could affect these this environment, and they oh, found that's interesting. The net sum was zero. They found that mosquitoes would have no effect because nothing relies just on mosquitoes. Now they're purely parasites. They're, yeah, they're just parasites. There's nothing. There's nothing in nature that relies on mosquitoes. Scientists have what not about found mosquito a s- hunters. What do you mean? There's, there's bugs. Yeah, they're yeah, mosquito, they're mosquito chasers, chasers. They kill mosquitoes. Well, that's what we, we we call them, but they don't they don't rely on those. I think they eat ticks and uh, and other little insects too. So they put ticks in the biodome. I think there's they did have ticks. Yeah, really sucks. Yeah, it's a shit biodome. But, uh, well, but the, don't don't lizards eat mosquitoes? I understand how you're explaining it the one way, yeah. but don't other animals maybe need mosquitoes as part of their diet? Sean, no animal needs mosquitoes as part of their diet. They can eat other stuff. Yeah, okay. they can eat other stuff. They found that, that uh, oh. yeah, because, because they've looked at continents that didn't have mosquitoes before and after, like Hawaii, for example. In the 1800s, Hawaii didn't have mosquitoes. And then some uh, some hikers came to Hawaii and had some on their, on their their uh, in their gear, whatever, introduced mosquitoes to hawaii and they wiped out so many different species of birds with avians uh avian pox it's, oh, it's basically man. yeah this type of disease that wiped out birds in hawaii and now uh mosquitoes have run amok in hawaii there's so many there's giant nests of them that sucks yeah man uh mosquitoes so this is according to national geographic there aren't any bat species that specialize specifically on mosquitoes According to National Geographic, they said mosquitoes are the primary vector for malaria. So if they disappeared, malaria certainly would too. According to the World Health Organization, about 438,000 people died of malaria in 2015. In 2015 alone, we had half a million people die of malaria. Yeah. That is fucking, that's an epidemic. Where's your fuck? Forget fucking Ebola. Half a million people dying from malaria still. Because it's consistent wow. every year. So there's no story in that. Yeah. And is it in America? No, no, this is. I don't think so. Um, similarly, the mosquito species most responsible for the current outbreak of Zika virus are also the primary carriers of the dengue virus. Twenty-two thousand deaths per year. Dengue, dengue. Oh yeah, that's right, dengue. And then yellow fever, thirty thousand deaths annually. So let's do the math here. We got four hundred thirty-eight thousand, twenty-two, thirty. That's fifty. Uh, yeah, that's about half a million people dying every year from fucking mosquitoes. Now I was doing research. I, I typed in Google. I said, are mosquitoes necessary? And there's all these entomologists who are so far behind on the times. They're talking about, well, yeah, um, you know, we could uh, we could potentially wipe out mosquitoes, but uh, the cost might be too high because we'd have to drain all these swamps and blah, 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 and pesticides. I'm like, no, idiot. We'll just do it better. Yeah. Think there's of a, a cheaper way. No, there's a better way. There's a smarter way. Sure. Have you I ever mean, heard? That's, you and I are using the same word or different words to describe the same thing. That's true. Have you ever heard of a company called Oxitech? Are they sterile mosquitoes? Yeah. yeah. Mm. You heard of this? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. These guys, the, 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 the fucking mad science they're doing in their laboratories, holy shit. These guys have found, have, they have devised a way to potentially wipe out, eradicate mosquitoes on planet Earth down to, a, a, I think, a 96% degree of accuracy. They could wipe out like 96% of the mosquitoes. We need more than that. Do you know how many assholes would protest that? Well, you could save millions and millions and millions of lives, but it's like. But here's the thing, Sean. The beauty of these uh, this uh, global climate we live in is every different 
country and jurisdiction kind of uh, legislates themselves. So some some cities are already experimenting with their technology. Cool. Here's how it works. Like in Canada, I think they did, and Brazil. Um, scientists at Oxitec have developed a way to modify mosquitoes by adding a gene which produces a protein that stops their cells from functioning normally. The gene produces a protein called TTA, which is a special kind of protein able to act as a switch that controls the activity of other genes. Now listen to this, okay? They have this gene in the, in the mosquitoes called TTA, right? And it activates as a switch, and here's what turns the switch on or off. This means that the modified mosquitoes become very sick and die before reaching adulthood. So if these mosquitoes die, how does that make them sterile, right? Because they turn on the switch. Well, they made this gene specifically respond to tetracycline. Tetracycline mm. is an antibiotic. So they raise these laboratories, they, excuse me, they raise these mosquitoes in a laboratory with tetracycline in the environment, and the mosquitoes are just fine. But as soon as the mosquitoes leave that laboratory and there's no longer a presence of tetracycline, those mosquitoes become terminator mosquitoes. Yeah. So once they breed- like Jurassic Park. What do you mean? They left out a- uh, The amino raptors acid needed, or something. A, needed to eat- uh, like something that was in soybeans all the time or else they'd die. Oh, but yeah, then they found exactly. soybeans when they were in Costa yeah. Rica. Now you got raptors. Well, that's exactly what this does. So as soon as they're in an environment without tetracycline, the gene activates, and the next generation, the next of kin, uh, is the one that dies and suffers. And that's, so, that's such a brilliant plan because essentially they're sending mosquitoes off into the wild to breed, right? Mm. And these mosquitoes are just fine because they can breed just fine because they were raised with tetracycline in the environment. But the next generation that has this gene, this carrier gene, the self-destructing gene, doesn't have tetracycline, and they completely wipe out. It's great. And they have done this. They've done tests with this, and they found that, uh, that when they do it in these environments, it's wiping out mosquitoes after one generation, one test. How long do they live? A couple weeks? A week? uh, it takes about uh, uh, three to six months for a cycle. Oof. It's a long time. Well, then you don't have to I worry about it ever again. mosquitoes gone now. Yeah. So, yeah. like, where can I order a box of these? Because I got a, a pool well, um, that's, that's attracting a lot of mosquitoes. So now you're coming down to the ethical quandary. Because now nope, scientists— skipped it, as it turns out. <laughs> I'm ready to as go. As it turns out, I got my, I got two credit cards out. One for each of you. Let's go. Well, there's this uh, study that came out by— uh, Let's see, the scientist's name is Dr. Buzz. Uh, <laughs> he say, don't do it. <laughs> no, but— uh, the scientists, scientists, the scientific community is having a quandary right now on whether well, or not we'll they call should a do this. Hissy fit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're having a hissy fit on whether or not to wipe out mosquitoes because we are actually within our lifetimes able to completely eradicate a species of creature. Um, and you know, I keep hearing this debate on radio stations and oh, different programs this and is, stuff. This is insane. That, the idea, the idea, these these fucking scientists always lying to it. I fucking hate scientists so much. They're not lying. What? what no, do you that mean? was a, that was an insane insane oh, okay. clown posse lyric for a joke. But oh, okay. The just this that that was too they, obscure. They all love to play God, right? They all they all love they love their precious science so much. Like, well, you know, the ecosystem it's it's very delicate. It's so delicate that if you pull off just the most annoying creature that's murdering hundreds of thousands of, of humans every year, you pull them, the whole thing might collapse. Like, uh, okay, so what if we just dump oil all over the ocean? Are you okay with that? Well, no, but, you know, we didn't mean to do that. Like, wait, oh, yeah, we did. There's, st there's statistical destruction in everything we do. Everything that we do is constantly fucking up the environment. Where do you assholes get off 
It's like pretending for a second that there's this fragile tapestry of life that needs to be preserved all the time. We don't do that. We've never done that. It's just so it's so annoying to hear them. Yeah, I think the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. There's definitely times when we have fucked up in ecology, like when we introduced, uh, what is it, voles, gray-tailed voles into Australia, the the little mice or the rats, overran Australia. Oh, my, it destroyed their ecology. And then when we introduced goats on the uh, uh, Galapagos Islands, totally killed the environments, and they had to go hunt all the goats to kind of restore the the environment like for the tortoises. Re- restore the beauty of it. No, no, for for tortoises, they were wiping out tortoises. You know, fuck tortoises. Yeah, right. <laughs> like at the same time, like if you give me a list, if, if I get, if I'm going to kill mosquitoes, give me the list of all the animals it's going to kill, and I'll tell you when I don't feel okay getting rid of mosquitoes anymore. Well, so you know here, what I mean. Here's the argument I never hear made on these radio shows and these debates. Which is essentially the Jurassic Park argument. Uh, you know, in Jurassic Park, they have it's a fiction based on the finding a, a mosquito that was stuck in some ember. And amber, amber, yeah. amber. Yeah. yeah. So, so finding a mosquito that was stuck in some amber and being able to drill inside the mosquito's belly and pull out some some uh, prehistoric dinosaur blood, some dinosaur DNA, dino DNA, dino DNA. Well, yeah, right? Yeah, we know the speech from from its belly. Uh huh. And they were able to in this movie reconstruct the dinosaur because of this DNA, whatever. Um, now, that's not completely far-fetched. It's possible to pull... What, you're saying... Ra- Randy shaking his head no, poo-pooing my fucking argument already, What's Randy. Wrong, Randy? Candy Randy. Why? DNA uh decays so fast yeah i know it decays randy okay so randy's argument is a dna decays no shit randy i know fucking dna decays i'm not a fucking moron i've I've had school before i mean you did just kind of say that it was plausible though no 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 i'm uh, for dinosaurs not because it decays too much but for certain animals and a certain small enough time span that could act as uh preserving mechanism what about prince do you think he got bit by any mosquitoes we could grab real quick and clone him yeah, I hope not, man. I hope I hope Prince was in a completely sterile environment for, you know, for his safety. Right, right, right. I'm right, just right. not a fan. I'm just not a fan. I don't get it. No one's asking. So what's the what's the <laughs> argument that that they're uh, that, that you haven't basically, heard being made? That's Jurassic well, Park based. Yeah, well basically the that the mosquitoes may be able to preserve some DNA for some future generation in some weird way, who knows. This is the argument you haven't heard? That I haven't heard that. You argument. would like to hear that? Yeah. You just made it. Done. Right here. The, the only smart program, <laughs> yeah, that's that we should broadcast preserve mosquitoes because inadvertently they've probably preserved countless thousands of animals' DNA patterns. Well, what uh, Candy Randy said when he was shitting on my beautiful <laughs> argument was essentially get through it was essentially true. Um, you know the 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 DNA they've been able to pull out of mosquitoes has not been complete enough to use for anything. Uh. Uh, however, they have been able to use parts of that DNA, I believe, uh, to to construct a genome, a more full genome based on other parts they found in other things like dinosaur like frogs, dinosaur eggs. Jurassic Park, they did frogs. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how much of that is fiction, but um, they, they've been able to... A hundred percent of it is fiction. It's Jurassic Park. No, I'm talking about the science. The oh, science yeah, that goes okay, into it, yeah. Okay. I mean, there, there, may be something, there may be something to it. Now they have the CRISPR technology that's able to splice DNA so quickly and easily. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what the future could hold? So... I guess the argument is a big question mark. Should we eradicate mosquitoes? Yes, 100%. Put the Kickstarter on. I will put $10,000 into that immediately. I'll do it myself. I'll send me to jail. I, that's the guy. Is there a crime for eradicating a species? 
Oh boy, I don't know. I don't know if that that's an actual crime, but that seems like something right up my fucking alley. Yeah, you should lead, lead the charge. Yeah. Get a box of them. Fuck mosquitoes. I would. Man. They're the worst. I think I would do time. I'd be okay with doing time as long as I was known as the first guy to eradicate a species. Yeah. How fucking cool is that? Although people do it all the time. They hunt animals into extinction uh, inadvertently. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. all these scientists are always complaining about protecting <gasps> all these species, but we do it all the fucking time. A buffalo were gigantic things. We killed them. Nothing happened. Pandas are huge. They got killed. Nothing happened. Dinosaurs got killed. Nothing happened. These are just little stupid bugs that What do you mean everyone. nothing happened? They got extinct. That's a thing that happened. But it hasn't affected anyone. Like, I don't <laughs> wish there was a bunch of buffalo around. Buffalo is no longer on the endangered species list because, because we started eating it. That's true. Look it up, shitheads, especially you vegans who keep arguing with me. Uh, buffalo is no longer on the endangered species list because we started eating it again. And because there was a demand for it, we started harvesting it. Yeah. We started growing it. Now there's now for the first time in over a decade, buffalo is no longer on the endangered species list. You want to save lions? Start having lion tacos. <laughs> Here's an interesting thing that I, I just read recently about the buffalo, though. I, I understand there's only three distinct uh, breeding uh, herds of true buffalo where none of the DNA has been polluted by cows. I thought you said this was interesting. <laughs> oh, God. No, so I'm saying, like, the real, real, real buffalo, 100% buffalo is yeah. more rare. No, than- you're true. You're true, Sean. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's true, what you said. All right. Good point. Anyway, guys. Well, this is the worst problem on the list. Dude, mosquitoes are the... Is it just me that has a problem with mosquitoes? No, a lot of people do. Like, I, I've had to sleep in my, in my bed. I've had to sleep with a sheet over my entire body. Like holding my arms out like a starfish and my feet because fucking mosquitoes keep flying in my ear, waking me up every night. Oh, when they buzz in your ear, there's nothing more disgusting. No. It it makes my skin crawl. I don't know at what point this happened in my life, but I have stopped giving a shit about insects. I used to look for something to roll up and hit him with. Now I'm just using my fist. I just pound the fucker, or I slam it, or I mash it with my thumb, and sometimes I just sit there and stare at its guts on my thumb. I'm like, yeah, you like that shithead? Huh. Yeah, and then That's I lick pragmatic. it. Yeah, it's very pragmatic. Uh, this is a serious question. Yeah. Can you get AIDS from a mosquito? No. Okay. <laughs> are, any, you, are you any other questions? Sure? Yeah, that was a big fear in the 80s and 90s. Uh, turned out to be unfounded because the AIDS virus dies very quickly outside of the human body. How fast? Uh, what if I'm like having sex with someone with AIDS and a mosquito bites them and then bites that fast enough? If you're having sex with someone with AIDS, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> their bites are super itchy. That's annoying. You know, uh, there are different types of mosquito breeds too. There are mosquitoes I experienced in Europe that don't just bite you once and then buzz off. They bite you uh, along a track on your arm. So you'll look down on your arm and you'll see a bunch of little dots right next to each other and you're like, what the fuck happened to my arm here? Look like a fucking uh, heroin addict, a, hmm. a junkie over here. And it's a mosquito because they'll sit there and keep biting you over and over and over again. Same fucking mosquito or maybe there's a bunch of them. But then I've seen these mosquitoes sometimes um, that get so thick and so big and so bloated with blood that they can barely fly. It's disgusting. Yeah. It they're is disgusting, disgusting creatures. Yeah. Do you ever whack one and have this big blood smear? Oh, I hate that. If I see that they're big and they've just eaten, I try not to. I try not to whack it unless I have something. I, I don't want, even if it's not AIDS blood, I don't want blood on me, especially coming from an insect's belly. Unless it's that insect's and that insect was a mom. Anyway, that's my problem. It should be at the top of the list. Yeah. Mosquitoes. Vote them up. 
Anyway, guys, yeah, my problems this week were helicopter parents and mosquitoes. My problems are job lynch mob. But vote of mosquitoes. <laughs> oh, my God. Did Dick say that the food we eat every day is less harmful than drugs? That's fucking bullshit. I've never <laughs> fucking OD'd on a cheeseburger. <laughs> Fuck Mark Marin. <laughs> oh no! Uh, a little, uh, little rejoinder there. Yeah. Oh, this one, this one might be good. Hey, um, this is Anita Sarkeesian. Oh, um, I'm yeah. just calling in because I think Dick, in often. you brought in a great problem this week. Thanks. Um, I think that autocorrect is a huge problem, but the one thing you didn't talk about is how much it objectifies women. Autocorrect takes away the voice of women in society mm. and oppresses them. So I feel like if you brought that up, I would have given you an upvote, but I'm not going to be able to do it. Bye-bye. Hmm. See, that's why you, you leave the satire to the pros. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Uh, I mean, there's just a ton of LSD calling. Oh, of course. Well, actually, Maddox, uh, cures cancer. Uh, bah, bah. Yeah, look, guys, I've seen the research. I, I get it. I know you like to do your fucking drug. Don't fucking preach to me. I, don't, I just don't give a shit. You guys all sound like the same fucking dumbass stoners. I think next week's going to be a lot more LSD calls again. Good. Somehow I'm predicting it. Fine. Bring it. Call in on LSD. Yeah, why don't you guys call in on LSD? See how functional you are, you fucking tripping idiots. Yeah. You're functional on LSD. Are you? Yeah. It's just like being drunk and high at the same time. Okay, great. That's what we want. More more drunk, high, idiot callers.